Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Henry Castillo of The Henry Castillo Show. It's a show where we talk about anything and everything. I also want to thank WMNF Radio Station for allowing The Henry Castillo Show in their studio. Today's guest is Dr. Pat Hauser, and we will be speaking on the world of gospel classics. Dr. Pat, how are you today? Good evening, uh, Henry. It's great to be here, and I am amazing. Good. I am so happy to have you on my show here today. <laughs> Thank you for the invite. Absolutely. So, Dr. Pat, tell us a little bit about your childhood before we dive into the gossip, uh, gospel classics. Yeah, gospel classics, and I host the Gospel Classic Hour mm-hmm. here at WMNF. Well, my childhood, um, I grew up in Sarasota, Florida. I was okay. born and raised there, went to high school there. Uh, completed um, high school early, went to college uh, at 16 and a half, and obtained my um, nursing, registered nurse uh, for the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, uh, I left my childhood hometown and moved to Tampa. So so you are an original Floridian. I am one of the originals. You don't really hear much about those. Is that correct? <laughs> Well, very few. Everybody is from someplace else. <laughs> Correct. Mm-hmm. I'm, me, originally, I'm from New York City, so you get you get to see a lot of Northerns now in the South, especially Florida. I can see why, though. Yes, you know, exactly. The beautiful sunshine and weather, of course. Of course. Who wants to be and in the snow? <laughs> the lovely beaches. Correct. Sarasota happened to have one of the most gorgeous beaches in the world. Uh, I believe it. You know, mm-hmm. it's interesting. I've been in, in, well, in Tampa now for about seven to eight years. Mm-hmm. And I just went to Sarasota for the first time about two months ago. And I'm telling you, I loved it. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Lombo Key mm-hmm. or Siesta Key, either one. Well, it's breathtaking. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I almost moved over there. That's how much I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's yes. lovely there. So that's where I grew up. Nice. Mm-hmm. So you you told me a little bit about your childhood. You went to college at 16 years old? Yep, I wow. did. So you must have, did you ever, sounds like you skipped several grades or? Well, I actually started school early. Did you? Okay. Yeah, started school early. And then my birthday, of course, was, I guess, one of those things where, if mm-hmm. I didn't start, I'd have to wait another whole year. So okay. I started early. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Had, and, you know, I know you said you started in your t- at 16, right, college. Mm-hmm. At, and most people at six, you know, in their teens just want to party, have a good time. You're going to school. You're going to college. <laughs> did you know what you want to do already at I 16? I actually did. You I did. actually did before I graduated from um, from high school. Okay. And it was actually I wanted to pursue uh, being a physician. And it was either a pediatrician or OBGYN. Okay. So I figured I'd get a nursing degree and then I can earn my money and pay my way through college. Nice. So that was the thought behind that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, I know nursing, right? And I just learned this recently because I'm not in that field. Mm -hmm. You can either, you can have your associates and still be a nurse, right? Yes. They're pushing more now towards bachelor's degrees, but yes, you can have your associates. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what inspired you to be like in the medical field? Because one... Just a dream that I've always had. Okay. As a child. I know myself, right? Mm -hmm. I'm weak for blood. I can't deal with that. (laughs) So, so, you know, was there someone? Was there someone in your family or is there somebody you saw? Well, my mom was a nurse uh, aide. She was a nurse's aide. Okay. And she worked in hospital uh, for many, many years. She did? Yes. 
Okay. Now, was your mother also raised in Florida or? Um, no, she was raised, born in Georgia, okay. raised in Georgia, moved to Florida, uh, got married, and um, resided until she passed. Oh, I'm sorry to hear mm-hmm. that. Yeah. How old are you when that when that happened? My mom passed. I was 30. You were 30. 30. So you were mm-hmm. young. That's amazing. Yes. 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 I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. No. And actually, her passing um, sort of inspired me to do something else in the medical field, but she um, developed breast cancer. Okay. So I'm a big proponent of having not just women but men um, mm-hmm. do their breast exams and also um, just pushing people to find a cure for breast cancer. Absolutely. Now, I know you said men, you kind of, you know, you motivate men to do that. And you don't really hear much men. Believe it or not, statistics, they don't talk about it much, mm-hmm. but a lot of men develop breast cancer. Really? Yes. Yeah, that, to be honest, this is the first time I'm actually hearing about this. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it, mm-hmm. I actually have uh, taken care of several um, during my tenure in nursing. Okay. That had breast cancer. Really? That were men. Yes. And what's the process? How is that process? It's pretty much the same as for a woman. Mm-hmm. They would have to have um, rem- removal of their breasts. Mm-hmm. And if the treatment calls for radiation or chemotherapy, they go through all of that. Oh, wow. So it's a really, it's still an intense Absolutely. process for males yes, it and is. females. But it's not detected as often because men don't think to check for lumps correct. or anything irregular mm-hmm. about their breasts. Is there a special doctors that men can go to or no, for this? Just their, no, just their regular uh, like internists, if they have an internist or family practice. Correct, like that, their annual yeah. checkup, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I'm learning about this now, so <laughs> <laughs> thank you for yeah. learning. This is why I love learning about individuals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Dr. Pat, uh, what school did you go to? Because at 16, man, I'm jealous. Uh, Manatee Junior College. Okay. And that was in Bradenton, Florida, which was not very far from my home, but I was able to save money. I worked and went to high school. Mm -hmm. Had two jobs. In high school? In high school. Actually, three. And you're 15, 16 (laughs) years old? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So I was driven and focused. And my mom was uh, pretty strict, so it wasn't like I could do a whole lot mm-hmm. outside of home and work and school. So okay. I, didn't, I didn't get a taste of what everybody else yes. got. <laughs> and maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you ever, after, you know, a few years later, did you? Because, you know, you always hear stories that young kids or teenagers, when they're young, all they do is study, 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 right? Eventually, when they're out of their homes or they're in their 40s, 30s, then they loosen up. Did you ever feel like you started like, hey, let oh, me? Oh, no. 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 I, I, I mean, when you, if you, nursing in and of itself, once I got my AA degree and mm-hmm. then went on to try to get, get into the nursing program. Mm-hmm. So it required um, a lot of focus and discipline. Which you had. We already we can yeah. tell the stories. <laughs> yes. So when you're doing chemistry and, you know, uh, upper level calculus, mm-hmm. not much time for anything else. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I always remember when I was in school and college, my hardest class was st- statistics. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is a level, what I call that? That's a level, mm-hmm. level 10. Yes. <laughs> yes. You couldn't pay me a million dollars to take that class again. Yeah. That was my hardest class. What was your hardest class? I think PCHEM. PCHEM. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was another level of chemistry uh, along with um, calculus together. Mm-hmm. But the instructor made it hard. It wasn't that you couldn't understand. Mm-hmm. He just complicated it. So, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You always hear that saying, you know, that's it's always the way the professor or the teacher teaches, right? Yes. So, And I, I don't know. I'm a believer of that because I'm a hands-on visual learner. So if the professor is not explaining too well on the board, I'm lost. Yeah, well, he'd talk about everything else, and then he comes back to the problem, and he then expect you to take the test and pass. Oh, you know? man. So, Did you pass the test? Uh, yeah, barely. barely. That was the, my lowest and my hardest. Really? What yes. was what was your grade? C. Your fun? A C? Yes. If was that so, your first C ever, or have you ever gotten a C? Probably my first C ever, because it brought my grade point average down some. So By a lot, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, and when you're trying to get into med school, mm. that is crucial. Yeah. So... Would, did that they impact? call it a weeding out process. You know, people who can't pass. Correct, correct, yeah. Get rid of them. Yeah. yeah. But it didn't stop me. So. Yeah, did that ever mm-hmm. impact you getting into med school because of that C? Well, actually, no. Um, I continued to uh, work towards my um, degrees after I got my nursing. I got a bachelor's in um, psychology mm-hmm. and zoology, uh, double majored. In at USF in Tampa. Good old USF. Yes, good old USF. Worked nights uh, as a nurse. Mm-hmm. Went to school during the day, uh, full time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I'm um, no. It, it it was. I guess it motivated me. Correct. For someone to say no, it motivates me. Absolutely. For someone to say I can't, it motivates me. Absolutely. So. Did you ever feel? Because it sounds like you were doing a lot you know, having two, three jobs, you're still young, you know? Mm. Like, did you ever feel stressed out or overwhelmed? Stress? In the yeah. black community? Stress? What? <laughs> Say that one more I time. Don't, I, don't, I don't think so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not stressed enough to do drugs or drink. Yes. Or, you know, no. That's good. I'm happy to hear that. Because people get stressed today over anything. <laughs> Little things. Little things, yes. Yeah. You, you make a phone call if they're stressed. <laughs> no, I, I think maybe perhaps I didn't see my mom stressed. Mm-hmm. She worked just as hard, you mm-hmm. know, and to make sure we were provided for. Mm-hmm. So I, the environment, I, I, don't, the environment. I, I didn't, yeah, I did not have that in my. The stress. In, yeah. Yes. I, I definitely want to hear, you know, being Hispanic. I want to hear, I know you said being stressed in the African-American communities, <laughs> right? right. Is, is that a thing, a thing or what? Well, I just think, think that um, as African-Americans, mm-hmm. we tend to deal with a lot more, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to say tragedy, mm-hmm. uh, circumstances, um, living with bare minimums, working right. hard. Working harder, yeah. Yes, harder, as hard. Um, and you you don't focus on A little stress. stress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's more of a survival, right? It's to get it done. There we go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like that. I like the motivation. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Dr. Pat, are you like, are you a single child that you have brothers and sisters? No, I'm the oldest of four. I'm, okay. I had one sister, three brothers. So in the household, I kind of got to boss everybody around. So mm-hmm. my mom would be working. She expected me mm-hmm. to make sure the house was cared for. The kids were, you know, doing what they're supposed to do. And so I learned how to manage. You manage. Yes. <laughs> now, when you say boss people around, w- would you say you had to do it because it was the environment, your house, or were you were you always just a leader? I'm going to say I was, always was a leader, mm-hmm. even though it was expected of me because of being the oldest. Okay. In the house. Do you, so my brothers didn't take too kind to it. Really? Did mm. you get into arguments with them? Uh, I always won. You always won? <laughs> I had a way of winning. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. You always won. Do what they say the same? You always won? Oh, yes. Yes? Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Do you, um, were, did you guys get along well, your three brothers and a sister? Yeah, we got along well. We, we had certain little spats and mm-hmm. disagreements, but it was mainly over sports. We were all football fans. Okay. Used to be Buffalo Bill fans. Sound engineer over here. <laughs> he loves the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> yeah. And then Patriot fans and then Cowboy fans. You so know, you so switched. we were all. Yeah. yeah. But were you, did kids. you have one team as always or was it always like, hey, you know, this year we're going to switch? I was more of a Vikings fan. Vikings. Okay. Vikings and Colts fan. So. Mm-hmm. That rivalry okay. with, in the house. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, Lamar is now a little down, the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right, shout out to our sound engineer, Lamar. He's the man. Absolutely. He's the greatest. <laughs> and Dr. Pat, your parents, right? Because it sounds like, you know, they were role models. When you were growing up, right, what, what kind of role models were they? Were they positive? Were they negative? How, how do you feel? I feel positive. Mm-hmm. Um, they worked hard. Okay. They worked more than one job. And it's no different now for, I think, households who have children or if they don't have children. It Mm -hmm. takes two incomes to just, you know, make ends meet. Mm -hmm. So, no, they were um, they were excellent, I think, role models. It wasn't perfect. You know, um, they would do things together. They would go out. We would all go on vacation together. Really? That's really that's. That's really good. Yeah. My vacation, believe it or not, consisted of going to Georgia mm-hmm. on a farm. Yeah. Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia. And um, my grandfather, my uncles, they all owned lots of acreage in um, a place called Milling, Georgia, which mm-hmm. is not far from, I think, Swainsboro, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And... They had cows, they had pigs, they had sheep, goat, then acres and acres of peas, watermelon, I mean, you name it, everything. So we were given the task during the summer to go and help in the fields. There's, they always say there's nothing harder than hard work in a farm. That's where you really <laughs> learn how to work. <laughs> well, it was fun to me yes. because I, I like the animals. Yes. I would chase all the sheep down and try to catch the baby lambs uh-huh. and um, wanted to ride the horses. Oh, but good. shelling peas was not fun. So you do that until mm-hmm. nightfall. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. What about in the mornings? Because my, my family has farms. I know a little bit about farms. Did you, you know, my family, for example, like in the mornings, they start milking the cows. Did you guys ever do that? Uh, yes, but I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't particularly <laughs> like that part of it because yeah. I've seen the cow kick the bucket over and yes. kick somebody, you know. So, yes. Yeah. What about horseback riding? How was that? That I did. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Did you grow up horseback riding or did you do it like once no, or just, two times? No, just, just on the farm whenever Just on the farm? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Did you ever go fast, ride fast? No, it wasn't. It's was trotting. Okay. Yeah. What about fall off? Have you ever fell off? No. No, okay. No, I held on. You held on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I grew up horseback riding too. I fell off one time. Oh. Yeah, and I was actually younger too. I was like nine years old mm-hmm. and there was two guys walking and they actually picked me up. And I didn't know these two gentlemen. They were just walking. <laughs> yeah, and they, they saw this young kid fall. It was oh, me and my okay. cousin. They're like, are you okay? Are you okay? You yeah. know? But it was a hard fall, yeah. <laughs> They're beautiful animals. They are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, horses are very beautiful. Yes. Um, and there, there's different kinds of horses, too. I don't know if you ever heard of there's the, the Pasofinos. Those are the ones that do a fancy walk. Um, I've seen them. I've, yes. Yeah. Very beautiful horses. I've mm-hmm. never written those, but I want to mm-hmm. <laughs> one day. No, these were just good old farm horses that help plow the field. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Shout out to the farm life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, Dr. Pat, do you um do you have children? If you do, how many children do you have? No, I don't have children. Uh-huh. Um, I think perhaps my career, um, I was just driven mm-hmm. to that point. I married at uh, 35 and then divorced at 45 so did not have children did not have children no do you but, uh-huh. no you could go i had cats cats i had yes and i raised them from a baby how many cats i had two two cats two cats and uh just recently um they passed oh, i had them over 20 years really 21 years sorry to yes. hear that mm-hmm. people don't realize that animals are like your they're like your they kids are, they are they are they are family absolutely yes were you always so, into cats? Or? I had, well, growing up, I had everything. Okay. I had everything. Every mm-hmm. type of dog, every type of cat. And when I say every type of dog, German Shepherd, Labs, uh, Great Dane. Mm-hmm. Um, I had everything. I even had, um, I was going to get, <laughs> you know, the big lizard. Yes. Yeah, the yes. iguana. Iguanas, yes. Yeah, I was going to get one of those. <laughs> yes. But my mom said I'd have to find someplace else to live <laughs> if I did. So You can't stay here if you got an no, iguana. <laughs> no, but I had everything. Ma- Mama does not play. <laughs> not with that, yeah. That's interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always that big debate between dogs and cats. You know, do you like dogs? Do you like cats? So that's why I asked that. You know, They're we're equal. always a cat. Yes. They're equal. Mm-hmm. They're smart. They're intelligent. A lot more intelligent sometimes than people, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like in general animals might be smart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're more loving. Oh, absolutely. Actually, absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, that, that's what we need love right now in this world. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Now, Dr. Pat, I know you say you don't have any children. Did you ever regret not having? Yes. Uh, when I think about what legacy I would leave mm-hmm. and to who and and then anything I have obtained, you know, of course I have nieces and nephews that certainly I can, you know, leave. Correct. 
things, you know, that I obtain. Um, but yeah, I, I have um, thought about adopting, but that in and of itself is so different mm-hmm. than having your own. Yeah, I agree. So. Yes. Gotcha. Now, I know you said you, you know, you were married. How long were you married for? Ten. Ten, Ten years. years. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It's a long time. Were you guys together for a long time before marriage? or No, actually, um, met in the hospital. And, um, you know, we were friends and then started dating and mm-hmm. we got married. But his life and my life was, like, different. Mm-hmm. And I'm not what you would call a night person to go out, mm-hmm. hang like to stay. out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of a homebody, and I'm driven. Okay. So it just started not working. Yeah, so you're so. a homebody. Basically. Okay. And believe it or not, I'm an introvert. Really? Yeah. Okay. Was the, was the other person an extrovert? Very much so. Very much so. Yeah. Like, would you say, um, you know, because I feel like dating is it's, it's a, obviously a different topic. It's a hot topic now globally. Would you say the chem- would you ever see the differences in the beginning? No, I think we had um, talked about you know dreams and different aspirations of what we wanted to do and how mm-hmm. we wanted to do it. But for some reason, it just got kind of mm, it just disappeared. Things changed. Yes. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, but you know, ten years is a long time with someone. So it is. Yeah, that's a good thing. It's a good thing, but it also, if I stayed longer, it could be a bad thing. Okay. Yeah. Do you feel like you, you know, do you feel like you could have, it should have been shorter? Like you should have stopped before 10 years? I don't, I don't know if that, I could say that is true, but I don't think I could have stayed longer. Okay. Yeah. And did you call it a quits or was it equal? I think it was both of us, yes, just saying, okay, this isn't working Mm -hmm. and um, let's mutually walk away okay understandable mm-hmm. you know i want to hear a little bit also about your father you know we don't hear much my father well my father actually um married my mom they were only married for a year so my stepfather is really who raised raised me. you mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. and um i had his last name and during those times in our community you just took on the name of your father correct we, so once I graduated, believe it or not, I had to end up taking my mom's maiden name because that's um, the name she had given me at birth. Okay. Is so. he still in your life? Is he around? He's deceased. Deceased, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you got, did you guys, before you know that happened, did you guys always have a good relationship? With my father, my, my birth father I did, and also with my... So with both? With my stepfather, yes. Oh, wow. That's really mm-hmm. good then. Because you don't really hear those stories a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we had a great relationship. I actually took care of my birth father because he ended up dying of lung cancer. Okay. And he lived in Miami, so I would drive back and forth. Really? Yeah, to do whatever I could for him, even though I had siblings on his side there. But being a nurse and knowing what to ask the doctors and try to get the right treatment for him. Mm -hmm. But his cancer um, was, was stage four. So it was, uh, yeah. Wow. Um, How long did he, that that last the process? 
Probably a year. A year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. 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 My grandfather, um, just one story, he had leukemia. You know, mm-hmm. the doctor said that he was going to live four months. He literally lasted two weeks. Mm-hmm. And you can see the difference, how fast his transformation in his body, everything. Yeah. And he was a big guy, not like height-wise, but like mm-hmm. just physique-wise. Mm-hmm. And you can tell how skinny he got so fast. Yes. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. And cancer is an ugly disease. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. 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 And yeah. All right, Dr. Pat, and thank you for sharing that story. Mm-hmm. Now, I hear you were, you did you join the military? No, 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 no. I thought about joining the military okay. only because it was a way of paying for my medical okay. school. So if I went into the military, then I could go to medical school in the military and become a physician. Mm-hmm. So it was just a way of thinking about how my career would go. Okay. However, it kind of changed my mind because, and I could be wrong, I just didn't believe in people just actually telling me what to do, when to do it. Especially you're bossing <laughs> your brothers and sisters around. <laughs> so that little militant side of me was like, nah, I'll work. Yeah. And I'll, that's, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. But you are a pastor, is that correct? I am. And that's really cool. What, what led you to be a pastor? Well, you know, to try to explain this to people because they don't look at women as in the pastoral role or being able to lead uh, congregations Mm -hmm. or develop people spiritually. That's always a challenge for some people. But to just explain it, I've always had a love for God and a love for people. And my desire to want to do more for uh, the body of Christ and believers, and not just within the body, but reaching outside of helping people who are homeless, people who are down on their luck, um, and teaching them a more positive way. Mm-hmm. I felt the call to pastor. And what age did you feel that call came into your life? Wow. That was 35. 35. I felt that was late, but it was probably just purpose um, that I've, it was purpose. Okay. So I, I don't accepted that it. late, yeah. I feel like I could, I could do more, you know, mm-hmm. early on, but I kind of was driven, like I said, to go to medical school. And so once I applied to medical school, I was accepted as, um, a first candidate, um, you know, if someone didn't show up, I could get in. And then at another school, um, School of Medicine in Maryland, I was also on their uh, list to be accepted. Mm-hmm. However, not knowing what I know now, if I had just gone to either one of those schools, I would have gotten in. So I just think it was um, like a divine intervention that mm-hmm. I didn't go. So my path was just switched a little bit from caring for people physically. Now I care for people, uh, their spiritual side. Okay. Do you think, is there, is there a difference between caring for people from, you know, working on the medical world to the medical side? 
Well, spiritually, yes. I mean, you know, you want to lead people to uh, Christ. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure people know that there's freedom in Christ. It's not, it's not a jail. It's not a, you can't do this or do that. It's a act of forgiving and loving, um, you know, from the God who um, directs all of us, mm -hmm. whether we accept it or not. Physically, as a physician, yes, I could also minister to people uh, both physically and spiritually, but it would be different because I'm seeing people for what ailments they may come in, you know, um, if I was a physician, for whatever ailments they would have. So that's the difference. Gotcha. The focus would be different. Understandable, of course, mm -hmm. yes. Now, were you raised in, like, in a religious home? Oh, yes. You were? Yes. Sunday school every Sunday, and we went to church. Mine was different because my aunt, she loved me, and she wanted me to go with her. My grandmother loved me, and she wanted me to go with her. And my mom, and I say that because my mom was AME. My grandmother's Baptist, so I had a taste of AME and Baptist. And then my aunt, she was what you call uh, holiness, and, you know, with the drums and all of wow. that. So I had a yeah. taste of all of it. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow, every Sunday. Yes. And your brothers and sisters would go also. They had to. They had to. Well, they didn't go, like, with my grandmother or my aunt. Mm hmm that was just me. Evening, they call it um, BTU, Baptist Training Union. Mm -hmm. And then at night, uh, they would have tent services where my aunt would go. So she would drag me along. Wow. Mm -hmm. So even the night the night service. Yep. <laughs> so you knew, you knew that pretty well, that world. I would say fairly well. Fairly well. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, did you face any challenges being raised like in a religious home? And I'm, you know, I mean that in a good way. Um, when you say challenges, it, like so, it, for example, were you allowed to date? Wow. Well, mm, I think I had one boyfriend, and I think my mom ran him off. <laughs> so <laughs> why did she, why did she run him off? At that time, I didn't understand it, but I guess she could see something that I couldn't see. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. His purpose towards you. Yeah. That's what it was. Right. Yeah. I so, no. There, I didn't date uh, in what you would say in high school because I did work three jobs. Correct. Go to school and then um, got to college. It was the same thing. So, when I got to USF... Um, I went out a couple of times, but it's like, I don't do nightlife. Mm -hmm. I can't, well, and, and especially back then, they let people smoke in the bars back mm -hmm. then. I was just like, no, that's not for me. Yes. Yeah. And you didn't drink either, right? Or did no. you? So you didn't drink, you didn't smoke? No. Good. Got drunk one time. Your whole life, only whole one time? Whole life, one time. That's all it took. We have to hear the story. <laughs> no. <laughs> we have to hear this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Really? no. That was brutal. Really? At least brutal. a little bit. It was just with some friends. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, it was wine, which was sweet. And okay. I thought, oh, this is harmless. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Had several glasses. Yeah. And that was it. <laughs> I, I was sick for days after. Mm -hmm. So. Yes. 
I was like, no, this is not my life. Yeah, and that's it. You called it a quit. That's it. Yes. Good. I'm very happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> and how old are you when that happened? 21, 22. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good for you. Never been drunk. Only one time in one your life. One time. Have you ever had a cigarette? No. Good. Good for you. That You know, that says a lot about people because there's so much temptations in this world. And anything, people is like, oh, I need a glass of wine. Oh, I need to have a cigarette. <laughs> you know? And yeah. a mentally strong person doesn't need that. And look at yourself, right? I'm not going to down people for what they desire. I just think that there should be a limit. And that's in anything, even food. Well, right. There Correct. should be a limit. Correct. Yes. 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 All right. Yeah. Now, you know, I know you tell me, what about the dates? Did you go on any dates in college? Just a couple. Just a couple? Were, yeah. They didn't they, call your attention? Were, no, it was, like I said, I didn't like the smoke in, oh, in the atmosphere. Fine. So, you okay. know, that just wasn't for me. Just wasn't for you. Yeah. And then I didn't have much time. Correct. So. You were working two, three jobs and studying. Yeah. Dr. Pat, it was a busy woman. Very. Are you still busy today as much? I am. You are? Yes, so I am. So you're very still active. Very much. That's good. Yes. So my day runs anywhere from 5 in the morning until 9 at night. So if I'm not counseling, doing Zoom calls, mm -hmm. Ministry is busy, and then, you know, with planning and trying to do things for youth and trying to keep our youth involved, it takes a lot, you so know. So what do you do for the youth? Well, we provide several outings and avenues for them to mm -hmm. um, participate in different things within um, the place where I pastor, and from anywhere from dance to comedy to singing to, I mean, writing, teaching them about vision boards, just teaching them to love themselves, how to respect themselves in order to respect others. So it's a, it's a lot in programming. And, and all the dynamics there is that a lot of things now with children, with football, almost 24, 7, 365, that pulls them because they want to be you know, mm -hmm. an NFL player. Correct. And then they offer for the girls, even on Sundays. This is all competition now mm -hmm. um, to be in the um, gymnastics and cheerleading. And so, you know, you're trying to teach people to have priorities, not to strip them from enjoying life and having those types of things, but they need to have a balance as Absolutely. well. I think it's so cool. You know, you're teaching them from a young age, so you know, be respectful, chase what they want out of it. Cause that's, you know, that's their prime mm -hmm. to do those things. Yes. And if, you know, especially boys, I feel like if you don't teach boys particular traits and I'm not talking career wise, but just like you said, being respectful, how to speak to someone when they get older, you know, that, that could affect their life. It will affect their life. Correct. Yes. I mean, I see troubled teens, 13 year olds. I I mean, this is all like, New, new. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, it's not that children haven't been troubled at 13, but it always leads to either two places, prison or the graveyard. It's, it's no other alternative, and you're trying to get them to understand that, you know. Which is sad. It is. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Time, time is the only thing we have in this world. Time and hopefully, hopefully they get the time. Correct. Yeah, because yeah, once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, it time is. Time doesn't come back for anyone. Yeah. You know, so, so Dr. Pat, do you still practice being a, you know, a pastor? Practice nursing or practice pastoring? Pastoring. No, I'm full-time in, in ministry, so. So you are, yeah. okay. Yes. And what is this, what's your schedule look like? Are you Do you work like Monday to Friday, regular schedule, you know, like. How about Monday to Monday? Monday to Monday. Sunday to Sunday. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and then, you know, I do the broadcast here mm-hmm. from uh, 6 until 8 every Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. I leave here. I have about an hour break from here. And then I go right to a life class that we have. And from there is my worship service at 10 and then if I have any speaking engagements, Sunday afternoon or even a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So I'm busy preparing for that in addition to helping families, uh, motivating children, right. <laughs> counseling married couples, you know. There we go. Yeah. Yes. So it's busy. Yeah. Now, you know, when I say schedule, for example, you know, because I'm, I'm just used to like, hey, you know, the regular nine to five. Pastoring, you said Sunday to Sunday, Monday to Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Do you do you start, because I know you say you get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Is that something you start right away, 5, 6, 7 in the morning? Well, by the time I, I, I say, okay, I get myself together, mm-hmm. I'm out the door by 6. Okay. I'm in my office by 7. So I can get ahead on the things that I need to take care of, organized. And then if I have appointments at around 9, I do work out. So uh, I'm either going to walk or I go to the gym. I do Zumba or I'll do weights. So I, I believe in keeping yourself as healthy as possible. Helps the mind, too. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So I work out and then I'm back in the office. I have meetings with my staff, meetings sometimes with um, coordinators of different ministries, mm-hmm. meeting with them. If it's a parent meeting... If it's youth, I mean, it could vary. Nice. Mm-hmm. So what, what's the most pa- fascinating aspect of being a pastor? Seeing people grow, seeing them grow spiritually, seeing people win in life, seeing people dream and believe that whatever they dream, they can have and they can do. I like that. You can see the transformation in people. Oh, absolutely. The non-believers, too, becoming believers. Absolutely. Yes. I have several members, several, who've started their own businesses, who've stepped out to really? believe they could do it. Yes. Wow. Yes. Now, do you think, you know, like you said, you started at 35, right? Do mm-hmm. you think that people, even though you were raised in a religious home, um, do you think that when people start believing, do you think that sometimes it just happens, something tragic happened in their life, or is it just one day they wake up and say, okay, I'm going to start believing, I'm going to start going to church? I don't think anything tragic has to happen in their mm-hmm. life. I just believe that they find that what the world of what they thought was was good, it just left something out. There was an emptiness. Mm-hmm. But then to find um, that a life with, with Christ, a new life, it was more fulfilling. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
And I think there's a lot that I think that's the point more fulfilling. I think a lot of people walk around this world and they're not they're empty inside. Mm-hmm. And and that's I don't think that's a good thing. You know, it's not bad also, but you need we need to find that what is going to fulfill us, right? Well, purpose, they need to find their purpose and I think that the emptiness drive people to other things. Yes. They Let's get into become, that a little bit. Then. Yeah, they can become desperate for other things that can sometimes lead them down the wrong road. And I want to hear this. Yeah. What do you think? What are those roads? Well, when people are trying to... Like drugs, right? Drugs. Yes. Alcohol. Sometimes a life of crime. Correct. You know. Sex addiction. Wanting, I've seen well, that. Well, yes. Sex addictions. And I mean, it can go on and on and on. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the bad part. Yes. 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 Very much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm happy you, you get to see those transformations in people. And do you have people that actually admit to you these things? Like, hey, I did these things because I was I felt empty inside. And now I have a purpose now because I'm a believer. Now I don't do these things, these actions anymore. It's still a choice. Mm-hmm. Everything is a choice. Because I'm not saying that people who are uh, believers are without fault. Okay. People still make mistakes. I just feel that when you want more than um, what you're willing to work for and you're willing to do whatever in order to get it, it can go both ways. Absolutely. In the church or out. You know. And then when you don't deal with your own, I would say, demons, sometimes people have private demons they don't deal with. Mm-hmm. They're not truthful. They don't embrace it and then get the proper help. And spiritually, I do believe that um, there's nothing wrong with seeing a psychiatrist or a psychologist. In fact, I urge it, <laughs> you know, to be balanced in life. It's, it's, this is a different world now. It's so different that people have so much anxiety and worry and stress. We talked about stress from just driving down the highway. And they, if they live in a neighborhood where they hear, you know, gunshots and things of that nature, or they know someone that has died tragically, it's trauma. And then, you know, so I teach a lot on, you know, being balanced and understanding trauma. And when you have trauma, it takes more than just reading the Bible you need some psychological care. I agree. So I urge people to get that. So seek help, psychologists. Absolutely, or, yes. Do you Did you see a psychologist growing up or ever at your point in your life? Oh, yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. You have? I have. Um, I worked as also, not just as a nurse, but I worked as a sales representative for one of the largest pharmaceutical companies in the world. Can I call their name? It's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> Eli Lilly. Okay. And I got a boss from hell after winning president awards after president's awards, year after year on top, top sales person, year after year after year. He comes in and he tells me, I don't know what I'm doing. So that led to uh, me taking some time off because it was like being written up every month for nothing. So I'm like, there's got to be something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes, I sought counseling for that because it was 
a time in my life that my mom got sick as well and then trying to care for her with her breast cancer. And then I've got this joker, I'll just say that, <laughs> <laughs> for better words, telling me I don't know what I'm doing. After six years, seven years, I've been, you know, doing a great job for the company. So, yes. Yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. I think in any job, absolutely, if, you know, if an individual's working so hard and they don't feel like they're being valued, it's, mentally it does affect them. Because we spend the majority of our time working, right, compared to being at home or with family. Yeah, and just trying to understand the, 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 I guess, the form of racism and sexism mm-hmm. that I was facing in yeah. that situation. Understandable. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, Dr. Pat, we're going to change this up a little okay. bit. We're going to go into, the, um, into music, in the music world, right? Mm. Gospel classics. Yes. That's what we're here for. What was your first musical, like, music exposure? Singing in the choir. So you sang um, in the choir? Yes. Nice. Tell me a little bit about that. Just learning gospel music and listening to gospel music. Um, late night. Uh, would be my form of just relaxing, and you could just pick up uh, a station that was playing gospel music. But in church, I sang in the choir, and then when I moved to Tampa, I joined a community choir. So we sang. There was sometimes I couldn't go because I was working. Yes, (laughs) you're busy, busy. Yeah. So you can sing. I sing, but uh-huh. I wouldn't say I can sing. Okay. okay? <laughs> yeah. You still have a voice? A little bit. You like you can sing outside the shower also? Oh, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I would ask you to sing, but it doesn't uh, yeah, seem. Yeah, I figured you would. That's why I was like, little bit. A little you know? bit. <laughs> yeah. We're not gonna get a singing here from Dr. Pat. Maybe next time we have her. Okay. Maybe with a glass of wine. <laughs> uh, that won't do it. No, we know. We understand. Mm-hmm. What about, what's your musical preference? Is it always gospel music? Or? No, jazz. I love jazz. And nice. I love symphony music. I love um, any classic music I love. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you gone to like jazz bars or jazz places where they just play good old old school jazz? No, I just always found that, that I could play it at home. Oh, okay. Yes. Is that oh nice nice? Yeah, I had lo- a large collection of music, um, from like I said, jazz to gospel, um, female artists, male artists, you know, just yes. a large really collection. You've always loved jazz, mm-hmm. music, period. Music in general, yes. Nice. So you just play, you know, like most people they start playing music when they're cleaning the house do you do that or you are you just just put it on whenever mm, I just put it on whenever whenever yeah nice mm-hmm. yeah I don't know about you but you know I love salsa music have you ever oh yeah. you ever danced salsa mm-hmm. can I you do dance salsa in Zumba oh yes. no, oh I know the Zumba mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. Oh, okay look at you <laughs> not that we know Dr. Pat Moore <laughs> Yeah. Nice, nice. Have mm-hmm. you ever gone dancing salsa? Aside no, from, I have not. Not? No. Okay. No. Well, there you go, gentlemen. Dr. Pat. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever want to take her out dancing salsa. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun experiment. You know, I think it's good workout, too. You know, mm-hmm. when you do salsa and Zumba, you sweat a yes. lot, good cardio. So, yes. Yes. Yes, that's yes. really, really cool. Okay, so 
you know, if you can see one band, group of artists, let's just say, you know, who would it be? Hmm. Love, Earth, Wind, and Fire. And um, let's see. Boys and Men. Boys and Men. Yeah. You know that group? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at Lamar. He knows the group. <laughs> and who was the first artist? Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay, I don't know. That who. was with uh, Lionel Richie. And, oh, Lionel. Uh, good old yeah. Lionel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was that yeah. kind of, I don't know, was that jazz music? or No, that was uh, R&B. More R&B. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so I know since we, you know, we know you know a lot about music, you've been at WMNF. You're also one of the radio hosts here at WMNF. Yes. <laughs> yes. How did you come across WMNF radio station? Well, believe it or not, um, during the time they formed the community radio station, they were reaching out to people in the community. Uh, Pastor Earl Mason and the late Pastor Art Jones uh, were two voices in the community that, um, at the time, Rob and um, his wife and some of the board members, mm-hmm. they got to meet them, know them. And Earl Mason started um, doing the program. Oh, we were located on North Boulevard at the time. The actual radio station? Yes. Really? I didn't uh-huh. know that. North Boulevard. And he, we did, it was in a house about big as this. So it's all, this is just this room. Really? Yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. Maybe one other room, and that was just where the library was <laughs> and the studio. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was small. Wow, yeah. So um, he started doing the uh, program on Saturday nights. And, of course, with the choir that we were part of, Florida Mass Choir, they would travel. So I'm working, so I couldn't travel, but I could come in and do the program. So I was an assistant to him. And then as he got more busy and then he started pastoring, it just kind of fell in my lap. So I've been here doing the program for For all those years. Yes, (laughs) That's interesting. Mm -hmm. How did your career start at WMNF? I mean, did you start off right away as a radio host or? Yeah. Yes, because it was like assistant to him. Mm -hmm. And then when he wasn't there, I actually did the program. So, yes. Do you remember how old you were at that time? Okay, so I just kind of moved to Tampa. I was 24, maybe? Somewhere around there. So, you were, wow, you were really busy your whole life, I could tell. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Aside from these jobs, and you're like, okay, let me just come now to WMNF radio station to be a radio host. Volunteer. Volunteer. Radio host. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Aside from not having enough free time, you're like, let me just volunteer my time now. Well, I volunteered at the jails as well. Okay. Teaching inmates how to read and do math. And you were at 25 also around that I was age? In, I was in... at. In- this was also a part of the criteria of pre-med, going to, uh, trying to get in med school. They required you to do some mm-hmm. community service. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. Nice. Mm-hmm. And how was that? The- oh, that was, <laughs> that was very interesting. Really? How so? Mm-hmm. They're probably more interested in me than the math. Than the math. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was, a, it was an experience. Really? So. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm telling you, Dr. Pat, they want to teach you. They want to do some salsa with you, even the inmates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. So you you obviously play uh, gospel classics at WMNF Radio Station. Yes. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> most of your show, right? Is it all, do you ever have an audience like who asks you questions or do you just play music most of the time? Well, I'll get requests uh, every now and then, but I try to bring um, some of the very old gospel music that people know in the um, black community. Mm -hmm. And then I also mix it with a twist of social justice. Because I just believe there should be a balance. And when you say social justice, in what way? Events and things that happen in our world. Oh, so you explain that. So kind of like the news a little bit. Well, you know, I have to be cautious and we have to be careful what we say. Correct. But I can always play a very um, fiery speech from, say, a Reverend Dr. William Barber or Dr. Freddie Haynes, who speak on injustices within the communities of black and brown people and okay. poor people. Absolutely. Now, you know, you were saying you get these requests to play particular songs or albums. How does that go? Do they call you and say, hey, Dr. Pat, or is it like an email? No, they'll call. They'll call you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And is this call on air or is this something? Before? No, no, no. Oh. I just answer you just, and oh. just take the call, okay. take the request, take the comment. Yeah. 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 But it's not on air, right? As no, 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 no. Okay. That would no. be cool. <laughs> no. Gotcha. How do you how do you prepare before going on air? During the week, I'm listening to different um, different music or remembering different music to bring to the forefront, and then I'm also listening to the current events um, from anything mm-hmm. from Trump is gone. At least I thought he was gone. I hope he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything to mm-hmm. that. Gotcha. You know. Yes. Do you ever like? Um, you write things down before going on air or before? I have a photogenic memory. Look at you. So you so don't need once, to write it down. Yeah, once I got it in my mind, then that's Doesn't erase. It yeah. So that means do not be in your bad list, right? <laughs> <laughs> I try to forget those things. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Now, Dr. Pat, how do you know your audience is listening? Well, from the Arbitron ratings that I've received, and also I, I have Facebook Live going, so I have a lot of oh, people do. on Facebook you Live. Facebook when Live. I'm, yes, nice. and then um, <coughs> with the um, able to see the <coughs> FM uh, listeners and also HD listeners mm-hmm. that are listening at the time, okay. streaming. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, I know you've been here for quite some time at WMNF, right? Radio station? How long? 40? 40 years. Yeah, it'll be 40 years. 40 years. Shout yeah. out to that. Wow. Good for you. Are you one of, are there other individuals that have been here that long, or are you the only one? I think there's still a few. Still a few. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. I'm definitely, I'm, I'm happy to have you here because I'm learning well, from thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yes, and another question is, Dr. Pattis, what kind of feedback do you get regarding your, um, your show? Positive. I tend to always meet my goal and go over it doing our membership drives. Mm -hmm. So that speaks volumes. And then anywhere I go in the community, when people know, you know, it's me, they're like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I always listen. Nice. And they miss the Saturday nights. They just remember Saturday nights because we were on for so long on Saturday nights. 
they remembered just to leave the station. They, they're, they're dialed there, and they get up this Sunday morning, and we were right back. Nice. How often is your show, IWM? Is it once a week? Once a week. week. Once a week, and when is that? Sunday morning, 6 a.m. until 8 a.m. There we go. Nice. Yeah. So you got in the radio station pretty early. Yeah, I normally yeah. get up about 4, 15. Mm-hmm. Yes. And prepare to come in. Yes. Yeah. You, you don't sleep. Okay? <laughs> You're always... Oh, I sleep. <laughs> but when I sleep, I sleep hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. So, Dr. Pat, what's one memory that stands out the most for you at WMNF Radio Station with the 40 years that you've been here? To see the growth. And um, when I say growth, as far as uh, the number of shows, mm-hmm. uh, the number of people, and when they built this... Um, studio, that was growth. Okay. And um, to know that a community radio station could sustain itself. So yes. it's a pretty good memory. Yeah. Yeah. And have you been volunteering this time, the whole 40 years? All 40 All years. All 40 years. Wow. That's dedication. Driven. Yes. Discipline. <laughs> yeah, and more and more. Maybe don't have a life. What, what You know, some people would say. <laughs> no, I enjoy what I do. I All really right. do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could tell. I mean, if you didn't if you didn't enjoy it, I don't think you would be as dedicated at being so active in your life. No, I don't think so either. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So do you want to give a uh, shout out to our fans before we close the show? I would like to say I hope you enjoyed this conversation. To know more about me and my life, um, please join me on Sunday mornings at 88.5, whether it's streaming or Facebook Live. Absolutely. I also want to thank you, Dr. Pat, for coming on the Henry Castillo Show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I want to thank WMNF for allowing the Henry Castillo Show in their studios. Don't forget to subscribe our channel on YouTube, the Henry Castillo Show. Um, I always like to leave a positive message to our audience, to our listeners, to believe in yourself. Because if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. I need the Lord to guide me every day.